0: Until then, with joy I'll carry on. Until the day my eyes behold the city. Until the day God calls me home. it goes on from there because it talks about possessions. It talks about accumulating uh, material goods. It talks about toils and struggles. It talks about all those things. But until then, my heart will go on singing. So even in the midst of troubles, our hearts should go on singing. Amen? And so we're reminded, and uh, Stuart Hamblin put this one together, and it's the music and words of my him, but uh, just sharing that thought with you tonight, I want to talk about depending on God, depending on God. Now, you get to 2 Samuel, and of course David's here, and uh, he's facing some tough situations, and uh, there's some battles that he's facing, and uh, he, had, uh, he had some of his troops turn on him, uh, he had uh, them turn his back on him, they turned against him, and uh, then there were guys that were without, guys with within, they were just constantly uh, giving him a hard time. There was wicked men and ungodly men and all kinds of things reaping uh, havoc on David's life. And uh, we uh, look into the Word of God tonight, and I'm going to begin just for the sake of flow, I want to begin in verse 29, but we're going to focus in on 31 through 33. So if you look at verse 29 with me. It says, For Thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. For by Thee I have run through a troop, by my God have I leaped over a wall. As for God, His way is perfect. You ought to underline that in your Bible. His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in Him. That's kind of the key verse we're going to hone in on tonight. But he says in verse thirty two, For who is God save the Lord? And who is a rock save our God? God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. Father, thank you. I ask now that you would encourage hearts tonight. Use your word uh, to Lord, just help us to realize even in difficult times and complicated times, Lord, we have to come to you and we have to trust in you and depend on you, Father. Lord, I can't imagine how overwhelmed David's heart must have been at this time, but, Father, he realized that even his feet would not slip because you had enlarged his steps under him. And so, Father, I pray tonight that you would help us to see that depending on you in trying times is the most important thing that a Christian can do, and that no matter what we may be going through, no matter what complications we might be faced with in this life, Lord God, I know that thou art God alone, and you're there to comfort our hearts and to wrap those everlasting arms around us in our time of need. And so, Father, we lay this message at the altar at your feet tonight and help us. And, Lord, if there's a troubled heart in here tonight, I pray that you might encourage them and help them through a troubled time. And, Father, we love you for it, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I share with you this. Um, Pam Woolavers is here with us tonight. And Pam went through some troubled times. And yesterday, she got the news. The house is hers. Amen. 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 Depending on God. Amen. Yes. Now, I want to tell you, I believe that's answered prayer, Pam. I just yes. do. I think God answered our prayer because there's no reason why they shouldn't have done just the opposite, but right? But God let that land in your hands. And so we thank God for that. But I believe that's answered prayer. Amen. Depending on God and to depend on the Lord takes faith, even when the circumstances do not seem to be going your way. The one thing that God wants us to do is he wants us to trust him, even in troubled times and complicated times. He wants us to trust him. Depending on God is not you setting up the rules and saying, okay, God, I'm going to depend on you, but here's the rules for my dependence upon you. You don't get to set up the rules. God says you need to depend on me, and we'll see what the rules are for depending on God, you don't get to lay it out and then say, "God, now I'll I'll depend on you if you do these things." Then I'll depend on you. It doesn't work that way. We must just truly depend upon His way is perfect. Trusting in the Lord is even when you can't see uh, a reason for the outcome to come your way. You still have to trust God. You have to look to the Lord in the midst of all your troubles, and you have to say, "You know what." God is in control. How many of you know that the Bible says in Revelation 19, 6, Alleluia, the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Amen. So no matter what's happening around us, and even seemingly things going wrong for you as an individual, God is in control of all things. And so there should be some level of comfort in our hearts and our minds. And listen, because the outcome's not what you want, doesn't mean you stop faithfully serving Him. You faithfully serve Him regardless of the outcome. And so what you do is you continue trusting in the Lord. You're depending on the Lord for the outcome and not what you can cause to happen either. (laughs) Sometimes we'll say, well, God, I'll depend on you if you do this. And we want to cause something to happen or we want something to come about. And, you know, and it doesn't sometimes. And yet God says we still need to depend upon him even in the midst of all of that. And depending on God, well, that takes faith, doesn't it? (laughs) Depending on God takes faith. Depending on God is faith. And faith is trusting in the Lord to lead you. And depending on His word, knowing it will not fail. How many of you believe that tonight? How many of you really believe that God's word will not fail you? Amen? His word will not fail. And when you are trusting in Him, when a situation is seemingly going wrong, He is your defense. Even when you can't understand it, you can't figure it out, you don't know why it's happening, you don't understand the complications of it, you don't know why it's occurring, I want you to know God is your defense. He's there for you. He's always on your team. Trust me. Is your faith staying strong in the Lord in complicated times? That's a good question, isn't it? When things become complicated, uh, am I trusting God in those complicated times? And I believe depending on the Lord in difficult situations, well, that takes faith in him, takes faith in his word and his defense. And even against the enemy, God will take care of the enemy for you. Now, depending on God is trying in trying times requires you to recognize some promises. And we just talked about standing on the promises of God tonight. And I was listening to it being sung, and I was thinking, you know, the Lord designed this meeting tonight. I didn't. I just happened to put the message together and God designed the meeting tonight and he wants to talk to you and speak to your heart tonight about depending on God. And so there's something he's trying to communicate to you and maybe you're going through something, but I want you to know this. One of the promises is the Lord's way is perfect. I told you to underline that in your Bible because that's something you can count on. Anything that God's doing, it's perfect. (laughs) He's not going to mess it up. Uh, and, and, and God wants you to be assured that regardless of what may be happening, His way is perfect. The other thing that we can count on is this, and when we look at this, we might glaze over this and say, well, yeah, I know that, but look at what it says in here. He says, the word of the Lord is tried. I want you to know the word of the Lord is perfect, amen? The word of the Lord is perfect as well, and so when you go to God's word, you don't have to question or doubt it, You can just come with full assurance that it's been purged of all impurities, and it's true. Amen? It is the truth that you can stand on, and you can take it in and know that you can use it as your tool for life. The last thing is this, is that he makes this statement. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. He is the perfect defense. His defense is perfect. His defense outweighs anything what man can say, do, or attack you with. Physically or mentally or spiritually, God is our buckler. He's our shield. He is the one that is our defense. Now, having shared that with you, the Lord promises his way is perfect. So David's battles against his enemies, they were tough. In fact, the very people who were supposed to be assisting him were going behind his back and trying to destroy him. And so the men and the, that were there for his, to be on his team, to be on his side, were going behind his back and, and undoing things that David was trying to accomplish. When you look at this, he was fighting the battle of the enemy from without and from within, but he knew he had to trust the way of the Lord for him to prevail over the attacks. David points out, as for God, as for God his way is perfect. And the Lord is not making any mistakes, but knows exactly what he wants to accomplish and I want you to think about this today, because this is important. He knows what he wants to accomplish in each of our individual lives. Wow, that's a pretty powerful God. Not just what he's doing corporately, maybe, or what he's doing in the world. Do you know he cares specifically about you? And he cared for David, amen? And just as he cared for David, he cares for you. He cares about your individual lives and choices that you make and decisions that you're making. And you know, decisions that you make today can affect you for the rest of your life. Now, you can say, well, Pastor, that's pretty negative. No, that can be very positive as well. Decisions that you make today can affect you for the rest of your life. You can make some good choices. And I know what's been going on in the teen class, and I know Brother Corey's been trying to teach you about choices that you're making, decisions that you're making, the destiny that you're striving to get to. And by the way, it's not just about possessions, it's about living for the Lord, amen? And when we look at this, David points out, as for God, his way is perfect, and you and I will allow the circumstances to change us and begin to trust in what we think rather than what we really know, and we begin trusting in ourselves rather than trusting in God. And, and listen, there's a balance. You have to come back and say, no, 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 I have to trust God, I have to trust the Lord. Let me give you a couple of verses. You can write these down and just keep them uh, in your Bible. In fact, you can write them out beside these verses if you choose to. Uh, but one is Psalm 37.5, and the Bible says, Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. That's a pretty powerful word, isn't it? He shall bring it to pass. But the first thing is, is that you have to commit your way to Him. Are you with me? You have to commit your way to Him. And so if I want it to come to pass, I have to commit what I'm doing to Him. And He says, commit thy way unto the Lord, but here it is, trust also in Him. Because you can say, well, I'm doing what the Lord wants me to do, but you're not even trusting Him in the midst of what you say that He's called you to do. And what you have to do is trust in Him. Once you commit that, you trust Him, and you say, well, what about all that? He says, well, I'll bring it to pass. I'll make it happen. Jeremiah 10.23, I love this verse. He said, O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. It's not in you to know what direction to even go in. What you have to do is, day to day, trust in God. You have to turn to Him each and every day and decide, you know what, I'm going to look toward the Father. I'm going to commit my ways unto Him today. Listen, I don't know what direction to go in, but He does. You know, how many times has God taken you around an accident? or kept you busy to stop you from being in one? How many times has God done something in your life, and in the end, you look back on it, and you're thinking, man, how God protected me. God knew what path I should even take. Maybe even in marriage, amen? And young people, you ought to really be concerned about who you're going to marry as a life made, amen? Can we say amen, adults? It matters who we marry, doesn't it? And, and what you want to do is, man, I wanted to marry uh, a soulmate. Amen? I wanted somebody that, you know, until death us do part. Amen? Amen. And, and the thing of it is, is that that's what you should be looking for. And what I look to is this. The message from David is to let the Lord lead. And just because the road is rough or your life is inconvenienced does not mean the Lord's way is not perfect. Sometimes we think if it's getting rough or I'm being inconvenienced, God must not be in this anymore. I want to ask you something. You think Moses had it tough at times? You think Esther had it tough at times? What about Ruth? Did she have it tough at times? You know, look at Naomi's life in the midst of the book of Ruth where there are some tough times in their lives. When they were having these tough times and they were being inconvenienced and and all of these things were happening, did it mean that God was not present or God wasn't involved? And just because the road gets tough doesn't mean that God's not in it. Maybe He's taking you down that path. He's trying to mold you and shape you. Maybe there's some things He's trying to do in your life. And by the way, God's never going to do anything wrong to you. Amen. God's only going to do good for your life. The circumstances that David was facing were false accusations, lies, and troops that were unwillingly following him at times, but he knew the Lord would prevail. And members of his troops were consulting with the enemy, allowing their minds to be corrupted by the wicked and the ungodly, causing their hearts to turn away from God and his leadership, and that's what was starting to happen. Yet David says in this passage, he says in verse thirty, 34, "...by thee I have run through a troop, by my God have I leaped over a wall." <laughs> He did some things. He was able to accomplish some things. But notice, he never said, I did this on my own. He said, God allowed me to prevail in those situations. Because in verse 29, he says, For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. God, Corey was just doing announcement as he was talking about the fact that that, that it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. What is? Well, the word of God is. And so the way of the Lord is perfect. Now, members of his troops were consulting with the enemy, and God talks about this even in the New Testament. I mean, Paul was dealing with this, and you get into the New Testament, you get into 1 Corinthians there, and they were running into some troubles. And one of the things that was happening is, is that there were divisions in the church, and the Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 11, 18, and 19. He so, said, For first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. Now listen to this. And the Lord said this. He said, For there must be also heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. Sometimes there's things going on, and what God does is he brings people to the surface. He gets rid of the impurities, and he brings things to the surface. And he begins to take away the impurities. Now, Paul was dealing with this, and of course they were uh, doing communion wrong, and, and Paul was just saying, hey, listen, you can't keep this up. You can't do this this way. You're creating heresy inside the church, and that was the problem. And yet God says, I'll make those that are approved manifest. He'll bring it to light. Now, the Lord allows troubles to enter in at times to establish who is working, uh, who you're working for and with whom are you working with. And God sometimes will allow troubles to enter in to see if our faith is going to stay strong. Now, those tests come not to cause you to stumble, but those tests come so that you'll prevail. so that you'll trust in Him in those hard times. So when the Lord says, depend on Him, for His way is perfect, even when it becomes difficult, He's telling you His plan is complete. It's wholly thought out and without defect. God's plan is without defect. There's no problem with the plan God's come up. How many of you have ever watched Mythbusters? Anybody ever watch Mythbusters? And they're always trying to bust these myths about uh, what can and cannot be accomplished from time to time. You know, I asked you the other night, anybody ever watched Deadliest Catch? One of the most dangerous things, one of the most dangerous jobs in the world is to go crabbing. Yeah. It's one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. And it's up on the Bering Sea, so it's freezing up there. So they're throwing these ropes over. they got 800-pound pots they're going to drop into the water. And They let those pots go off the side, and, and as they do, they've got these ropes attached. And one of the things that happens is they always tell the guy that's throwing the ropes to stand back because they're going to wrap around your leg. And so they were trying to bust this myth. And, and, and they tried to tell them, listen, this will happen. You'll get wrapped around that pot. It will take you to the bottom. And what happened was, is they began to bust this myth. And what happens is the rope wraps around the dummy's leg. They used a dummy. They didn't use a real person, by the way. And wrapped around his leg. And sure enough, eventually what happened is it pulled him under and it took him very deep into the water. You know, sometimes there are signs in our way. There are things that are there. There are things demonstrating to us there's trouble ahead. There's people cautioning you and saying, be careful, don't do that. Watch out for this. Stop. Be careful. How many of you are with your kids sometimes and and you come out of Walmart and what is their first thought? Boom, let's go to the car. And there are people that think Walmart is a drag strip. How many of you have seen that? And I'm thinking to myself, you're trying to tell the child, not that you're angry at your child, not that you're upset at your child, but you're saying, take caution, watch out, be careful. That's what God does with us. And His way is what? Perfect. So as we look at this, it's without defect. And, you know, those fellas kept trying to do this over and over again. And as they showed, this guy just kept going overboard. Because he would not listen, it kept getting wrapped around his leg, and off he went. And I want to tell you, an 800-pound pot is pretty heavy, amen? And I'm a big guy, but 800 pounds surely would take me under the water. And what happened is, is they said, the rope gripped his leg so hard... It wrapped around it. It was not coming unwrapped. So it was going to keep taking him down as whatever the depth was. Now think about it. God constantly says, listen, my way, my plans, my thoughts, they're without defect. Listen to me. Follow my way. Listen to my word. Lean into it. Follow my path. And yet at times, in complicated times, we let go of the Lord's strength. We start to depend on ourselves. And I want to challenge you tonight. Don't do that. Let your faith stand strong. David goes on and the Lord tells us that he'll strengthen our faith as we depend on his truth. And the Lord promises us in his word that his word is perfect. Now, I ask you tonight, how many believe that God's word is perfect? Amen. It's without flaw. It's without error. I believe it's in the King James Bible. Amen. I believe it's without error. And I think when I read this, that it's not just any book. It's not any book written by a man. God used men to pen His Word, but it's without error. And when I look at it, it's infallible. And I go into it with this big word called presupposition. In other words, I presuppose that it's already true, amen? I I suppose that, that it's already true. I don't have to go in and read it to be convinced that it's true, but I watch God's Word be worked out every day, amen? And as I look at this, seemingly the Lord's words, true and powerful, unchanging in our guide, until the moment trouble enters in. Then it ceases to be true for us sometimes. Not that it is untrue, but for us it does become that way, right? I can't depend on it now. I can't depend on God. Depending on God is depending on His Word, amen? Depending on God is depending on His Word. When you read His Word, you are reading what is infallible. You're reading something that is alive, it's a living organism. I mean, Christ is the Word. The Word is Christ Jesus. And when we read it, the Scriptures are about Him. And, and you think you know the Scriptures, but they speak of Him. The Bible says this is about Him. The truths that are contained therein do not cease to be true or ineffective because I lack faith or do not trust in the time of trouble. And David reminds us, the Word of the Lord is tried. God's Word has been always tested and will always be tested. But the great thing about it is it's always fulfilled. It never fails. And so there were some very dark times in David's life and the enemy was strong and from the point of view of man prevailing over David. But verse 30 tells us something very different. Tells us that he was able to leap over the walls in his time of trouble. (laughs) And, and, and David knew in the darkest of hours he must trust in the Lord and the way he was leading and, and the power and the strength of his word. In the midst of his trouble, if we would just recall his truth and depend upon God to carry you through, you would see how increasingly your faith would grow. It just would. And I'm telling you, sometimes in the darkest times is when God is working greater in your life than you'll ever imagine. And so we have to trust in His Word. The Word of God is tried, meaning to refine. As a goldsmith uh, would melt the gold, he'd purge or make it pure. He'd pull off all the impurities of it. And therefore, the Word of God is pure And knowing this truth. What that should do is challenge us, even in the darkest days, to trust in what God has said. You know, you go and you read, and it says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Right? I think of Brother Jim. You know, in that moment, I'm not there, Mrs. Fisher, but I can't imagine. And I ask myself every day, if I was in that position, would I be able to say, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. You know, when those trying times come, that's when it challenges you, doesn't it? That's whenever you have to say, do I really believe this? Am I really depending on God in that trying time? Depending on God is having faith in His Word, even when the route seems tough and others are not with you. David was struggling because those that were fighting with him were fighting against him. But faith is what he had in the Lord and in His Word, and it caused him to prevail. You know, Paul discovered this as well. Paul went through this in in his ministry. And you know, you say, well, yeah, but look what he did to Stephen. Yeah, but Paul had been years past that now. And Paul had been serving the Lord and he had been going around and winning souls to Christ and getting churches established and working uh, the work of the Lord. But Paul was imprisoned. (laughs) Paul was beaten. Paul was left for dead. There were a lot of things that happened in Paul's life. And Paul, uh, he gets to Timothy and he's trying to encourage Timothy. Now, you imagine... Paul is writing sometimes. He's writing from jail. Not because Paul did anything wrong. Now, how many of you would sit there and just whine and cry because you were in jail because you didn't do nothing wrong, but you were sitting in jail? Would you be thinking, I'm going to write to my brother and I'm going to encourage him? I don't know that I would do that. I'd be thinking, I'm writing the lawyer, I'm writing the governor, I'm writing the town council. I don't care. I didn't do nothing wrong. I want to get out of here. I'd be thinking of everybody I'm not sure I'd be thinking, Brother Corey, I just want to encourage you at this time. I don't know that that would be in my heart. But that was in the heart of Paul. Here's what Paul said. 2 Timothy 4, 16 and 17. He's trying to encourage Timothy. He said, at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. He said, I pray, God, that it may not be laid to their charge, notwithstanding the Lord stood with me. Amen. The Lord stood with me in the midst of... Paul's troubles, he said, Timothy, I want you to know, when you're having these troubles, no matter what they are, he said, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known. So Paul even understood that the purpose of him going through his troubles was not just because of him, but something God was trying to accomplish. And even though these things were happening and things were going wrong and and there was no one standing with him, he continued to preach the truth of the gospel because that was his command and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto His heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord will strengthen your faith through His word as you depend on Him. And you depend on His truth. You can trust God. And the last thought is this. The strength of the Lord is demonstrated to you when difficulties arise in life. He says here, He is a buckler to all them that trust in Him. And the Lord promises His defense is perfect as well. And to depend on God is to trust Him as your defense, even in troubled times, knowing that His way is perfect, His word is perfect, and His defense is your trust and faith in Him. Now, David spoke these words to help edify all who read it, I think. When you look at this, he's saying the Lord is our buckler. He's the one that's there to protect us. He's the one that's there to protect us. You think about God's hand of protection daily. It's amazing. What can happen in a day's time? Buckler is a leader who protects. The Lord is your shield, meaning he protects those that are his. It has this idea, the the scaly uh, skin of a leviathan, or the you think about the scaly skin of a crocodile. You think about how tough that is. And God says, that's, that's me, I'm your shield, I'm your protector, I'm your buckler. I'm the one that's watching over you in that way. And David now returns to his initial Uh, thought in verses 32 and 33 and look at this he said for who is God save the Lord (laughs) he's answering his own question isn't he he's saying who is God but but the the master of this universe the God of all heaven the Lord of Lords that's who he is and he says this and who is a rock save our God he said man who is the most stable who is the most powerful who can we really depend on a rock's pretty stable And so you look at this, and he's saying, who do you depend on in these times? In verse 33, he said, God is my strength and power. Now, notice how he ends, how he began in verse 31. And he maketh my way perfect. Now, in the beginning, he says, as for God, his way is perfect. In the end, he says, but God maketh my way what? Perfect. He brings it full circle, doesn't he? And he's saying, now, for God to make your way perfect, everything that goes between verse 31 and 33 has to come together. you got to trust God. His way is perfect. you got to trust His Word. His Word is perfect. And you got to trust Him as your defender because His defense is perfect. And so if you'll do that, He'll make your way perfect. <laughs> now, the defense of the Lord is far more powerful than any word spoken in Acts 8.32. Think about this. The place of the scripture which he read, and this is uh, Philip going along, and the Ethiopian eunuch comes along, and, and uh, Philip begins to explain to him about Jesus Christ. He's talking about baptism, and he comes up alongside of him. But listen to this. This is a very powerful statement. And sometimes we just ride past these thoughts, but the place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before a shearer, so opened he not his mouth. Sometimes silence is golden. Not saying anything. The defense of the Lord will ultimately silence the enemy, and the unjust man or the critic is bothered more by silence than retaliation. <laughs> he just is. And Sometimes the ungodly, the enemy, they couldn't handle this because David was remaining silent. He was praying to God. He was asking God to take care of things, and so he remains silent in it all. And the silence <laughs> is stronger than retaliation sometimes. Therefore, let the Lord be your defense in times. When the enemy attacks and the struggles are hard, let the Lord be your defense. Let me give you a couple of verses. You can write these down. and When you face some troubles, depend on the Lord. Exodus fourteen fourteen. I always think of this because, you know, they just come across the Red Sea. Here's Moses. He's speaking, and he says this, The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. In Deuteronomy three twenty two, he says, Ye shall not fear them, for the Lord your God, he shall fight for you. So in trying times, recognize the promises of God and let the Lord fight that battle. Let him fight the battle and you stay the course. And how you do that is, got to trust that his way is perfect. i got to trust that his word is going to lead me. And i got to trust that he's going to put forth the best defense. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. God, help us tonight to be dependent upon you. And Lord, we thank you for it now. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want you to take out your prayer bulletin, but I want to do something this evening a little different. You know, a pastor comes up and he puts a message together and he tries to share a truth with you. And he tries to encourage you in that truth. So tonight you heard a truth, did you not? What truth did you hear tonight? What was the crux of the truth? What was the title of the message? Depending on God's word. word. Now here's what I want to challenge you with tonight. And we're going to go to God in prayer here in just a moment, but let me get you to think tonight. What impacted you tonight? That you say, you know what, that... I need to put that into practice. I need to do something about that. Maybe you could share with me tonight something that the Lord impacted your heart with tonight. You say, you know what, Pastor, I'd like to put that into effect. I'd like to make that happen. Yes. Trust. Amen. You know, when you come to the house of the Lord, it's important that we get to the place where we're not just passive listeners, but we're active listeners, we're engaged. Being engaged means that when you hear these things, you should take them in and say, you know what, I need to do something about that. And God's Word is a very powerful tool, amen? We need to use it every day, every day. Boy, this morning, I needed it. I, I've been doing my studies in the book of John, and and uh, that's my private devotion time. I'm in the book of John, and boy, I'm telling you, I got nourished up this morning. I mean, God spoke to my heart about some things. And listen. God says, even when we're in His house and the preaching of the word's going on, the preaching of the Word is there to refresh you, to help you, to lift burdens even at times. And so, if you were just to take what was shared with you tonight, what is something maybe that you learned this evening that would turn your heart to the Lord? Brother Jim? Well, something brought out that uh, you know, depend on God and you don't get to set the rules. Yes. Or, uh, depending on Him. Amen. And how do you put that into effect? You know, Jim's saying, well, you know, you said you don't get to set the rules. So remember that. We don't get to set the rules. (laughs) He's already set them for us. Amen. And so the challenge then is this. Well, how do I depend on God in the midst of my troubles? I don't set the rules and say, okay, God, I'm having trouble here. So here's the rules now for for this. What I have to do is I have to just depend on God. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And we have to do it by faith. Amen. Maybe someone else. Something that would, uh, Brother Chris. Amen. Now think about that for just a moment. What a powerful statement now. What is that? That's faith, isn't it? So you have to say to yourself in your heart and your mind, you're saying, wait a minute. His way is already perfect, but he makes my way perfect. He's the one that completes me. I don't do that to him, you know. And God does that in my life. That's in excellent. Return, that would make the faith. Stronger. If you keep that encouragement in your heart and in your head, then when those trials and temptations and the darkness comes, you can say, nope, his way is perfect. So I just need to have that faith Amen. to make my way perfect. Right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Anyone else? Yes, sir. Um, just an, uh, Of building off that his way is perfect and that he won't let something bad happen to you so even in the times where things are going wrong it's not nothing bad is happening to you it's encouraging you in a different way or it's helping you grow as a spiritual person amen, amen. connor amen he said uh even though paul was in jail he was encouraging others so even when you're having a trying time a good thing to do is encourage others by the way my pastor used to tell me to do that all the time he said when you're down in the dumps go lift someone else up god will take care of your problem for you <laughs> and he used to tell me that all the time that's good anyone else Anybody? all right let's take out the prayer bulletin